information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaHealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs... Have you ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone, from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious, and yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Well, welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere, and I'm Inez Simpson, and I have my co-host with me, Martin Gover. And Martin always says he just gets me my coffee, but, you know, he's sort of the engine that runs the show. Uh, or me, even, in fact. So, But you know what the show's about? And for those of you who are new to the show, this show is about awareness. It's about awareness that hypnosis is everywhere, that it's a state of mind that you go in naturally, that happens to you every single day. And we're wanting to give you awareness, how to use that power of your mind and how to access it and also what to be aware of. So advertising, etc., all those things. Well, and if you haven't as yet really develop that and maybe go back to some of the other shows and we can do that so the whole part of this show is to get you in awareness and you into knowledge and what you can do with hypnosis so now we always bring in an excellent guests and one of the excellent guests that we're bringing in today is melissa tears now melissa tears is I've met her years ago on the circuit of, you know, giving presentations like at the National Guild of Hypnotists or whatever. So we've had a mutual admiration society between us for quite a long time. If she is presenting, I'll tell you, the lineups are out the door. You better get there first to get a chair. So here I'm going to welcome Melissa. We're going to be talking about neuroplasticity and all kinds of things. And welcome, Melissa, to the show. Thanks, Ines. I'm happy to be here. Can you give us sort of a little, a little taste of what brought you to hypnosis? Ah, so what brought me to hypnosis? I would say the driving, the the driving force is curiosity, right? So from a very young age, I was obsessed with um, altered states of consciousness, right? From you know, spinning and hyperventilating when I was five and six (laughs) 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 to, you know, psychedelic drug use in my teens. It was all about, um, you know, the malleability of mind that I was fascinated with. How what we thought of as um, reality could shift and change, which, uh, you know, kind of got me interested in consciousness research and the noetic sciences and you know so I started really reading and learning and going to these bizarre conferences of science of consciousness and quantum physics and you know all the while it was just one of my hobbies my fascination Um, but really it 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 started with and continues 
to be a driving force, which is curiosity, right? How can we change? What is this thing called uh, the, the unconscious mind? And, and, and what is the conscious mind for that matter? So, you know, I, um, I dove a little deep into neuroscience thinking, is consciousness there? <laughs> is it in the brain? Is the unconscious mind in the brain? And, you know, so um, I'm always learning. And uh, I know that we were going to talk about neuroplasticity today. Um, and for people who uh, don't know that term, it simply really means that your brain uh, is malleable and is always uh, rewiring itself, uh, wiring and rewiring. And um, part of what I do in my client work um, is I consider to be practical neuroscience. It's understanding how we can change habituated patterns, how the brain changes, how to turn on or turn off certain aspects of the brain that allow us to, um, you know, kind of break free from old habits and create new ones. So one of the things that I like to do with all of my clients is I I work on a few different levels. And and the first level that I teach to clients is um, what I call self-directed neuroplasticity. And it is a bunch of different um, self-hypnotic techniques and pattern interrupts that are designed to be strategic in their, um, in their interrupting old habits so that people can continue to change long after you know, our session. So I give them different ways to stop um, the flow of that habit, whether it's a craving, whether it's anxiety, whether it's stress, whether it's just some habituated loop of inner dialogue even that tends to get in our way. And I teach them how to very quickly, using various hypnotic techniques, um, segue out of that by, you know, and, and by doing this kind of leaning into other neural networks and beginning the process of rewiring the brain. So that's one way I use it, right? It's a very strategic skill set that I give to the clients so that they can continue changing their own brain. The other um, form that, um, that is, is really looming large in my sessions is the fact that we can instigate um, therapeutic memory reconsolidation. And I know, like, with your uh, protocol that you do, Ines, as well as, you know, countless other um, forms of hypnosis, you know, in in our world, and I'm not sure who exactly the listeners are, but in in this world uh, of hypnosis and this this mind field that we play in, there's a bunch of different camps, you know, and there's one (laughs) camp that says, no, you've got to regress to cause, or no, you've got to do this. No, you've got to do this. And one of the things that I feel um, really bridges all of these different um, differing ideas of how to do the hypnotic work is really what's going on under the hood. And I think all of these different forms from some NLP patterns, you know, timeline therapy, regression techniques, all of them have, when they are successful, these components in the brain. And what we're doing is we are literally changing the affective or rather the feeling track of a memory. 
That's right. And that is what is uh, constantly playing in these early kind of foundational um, primes in the brain that can go as far back as, you know, your, your attachment style. You know, when you're, when you're an infant, that starts to prime the brain in certain directions. And what we're finding in neuroscience and with some uh, newer memory research is that every time we remember something, it's as if you light it up in the brain and it becomes malleable again. Now, this is happening every single time we access a memory is we are subtly, subtly changing it because it has to get laid back down into the proper regions of the brain. So, you know, some memory researchers say the best way to preserve a memory is to never remember it, <laughs> to never recall it, you know. So what we do is we're strategic in that we access the memory and then we do one of our techniques that literally changes the emotional track. So consciously, you'll, it's not that you won't remember that this thing happened, right? Mm-hmm. But the emotional track is what will be changed. That has some, you know, kind of far-reaching um, implications, right? Huge. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. So we have these these initial primes that then lead us to our ideas about um, ourselves and our place in the world and if the world is safe or not safe, our limiting beliefs, our limiting behaviors, what we feel we are capable of or not, our, our ba- basically our story. And what the glue that holds all this together is that emotional track. Yes, and so Melissa, we have the ability to change that. Melissa, I've got it. Uh, something just to uh, you know is you're very articulate, and I love that. And also, but I I remember I long ago when I first started hypnosis, I had a, a client, and she came in, and when she had a, a regression, and she was like tiny, it was a few months old, but she her her perception of where she was was when she was being held by each person in the room it was in a gathering and she knew exactly what that person needed from her for her to feel loved isn't that an interesting memory well it's it's an interesting <laughs> i i wouldn't necessarily call that a memory simply because at that age we don't necessarily have the cognitive uh, capabilities of encoding um, that type of quality of assessment, what it actually is, is it's the emotion that then we create a narrative, right? So our brain, I read this great quote, um, yeah. and I forget where, where they said, the brain is a bard, you know, and it's <laughs> always creating narratives and stories yes. um, to make meaning, Right, we're mm-hmm. we're meaning making. That's that's mm-hmm. what that's what sets us apart uh, in the animal kingdom is our prefrontal cortex and our meaning making and our desire to make meaning and to create narratives. So this client had an emotion, right? And yeah. then quickly the mind creates a narrative that makes sense of it, a story that gives that that breathes a little purpose and meaning and life into, um, you know, into her origin story. That's right. But it doesn't matter whether it's a real or a not real memory. You know, that, that's not the, 
it, it, it's what the client feels and believes. That, That's that right. And I don't even know if there's for. such a thing as a real memory. Like you say, it's changed so many times that uh, what is reality anyway? Well, that's just it. That's just it. You know, it's funny. I have a class coming up at the Daytona conference called The Atheist's Guide to Past Life Regression. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a bunch of cool little ways to do, um, you know, to, to work with this kind of metaphoric construct. And, you know, it's not my place to say whether it's real or not. Um, every client comes with their own belief system, as well as every practitioner. But it's a fun metaphoric construct that is so rich in story that it's a shame not to work with it just because it might not be in your belief system. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I literally work with the belief system of the client that's in front of me. And so the Atheist Guide to Past Life Regression gives a bunch of practitioners who wouldn't normally have, you know, the reincarnation as part of their, uh, you know, their belief set, um, the ability to play in these states. So I really do um, come from the place of if the client comes up with this in trance, then it's meaningful. And Mm -hmm. that is where we do the work. Real, not real, just doesn't even come into play here. No, I love it that we're always on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> we come at it from very different angles, right? Yes, we do. But we always but work said, with it, what the client once you presents. Start to to look at what's underneath it, then you realize mm-hmm. that there's so many different ways to change. You know, I remember when I first started, um, it was oh, you have to do X, Y, and Z in order for real change to happen. Yes. yes. And then as I continue to learn then another trainer or teacher or book would say, no, no, it has to be this and this and this for change to happen. <laughs> and every, you know, everybody has their own. So I started to look at what's underneath all of these things. What's happening that's allowing this person to go through this form of hypnotherapy and, have, and, and let go of their phobia, and this person to go in this what seems to be almost the opposite and let go of their phobia. And this one going into not even a formal trance, but doing That's some right. weird tapping technique. Okay. And that Melissa, I hate to what cut you short, but we, uh, we have to go to break. So we want to pick that up when we come back, okay? Okay. And we're going to break now. Thanks. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here. I get a lot of questions about the best way to learn hypnosis. My advice after many years of being a hypnotist and training hypnotists is 
Get your first training live. Get in class with a qualified trainer. Practicing in class gives you so much confidence, and practicing is the key. I teach live hypnosis and advanced hypnosis training throughout the year, and you can check my website at inezsimpson.com and feel free to email me if you need recommendations. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to this very interesting show. And I'm going to get Melissa on too. You know, um, Melissa's been posting a lot of stuff and she's been teaching everywhere. She's been to Brazil. She's been, she's coming to Canada. She's invading Canada. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you're doing something I saw that uh, coaching the unconscious mind. Can you want to give us a little feedback on that? Sure. Um, it's, it's a course I put together. I've been teaching it for quite a few years now. And uh, it, it started because a bunch of my students, I train therapists uh, primarily here in New York City, um, as well as, as you said, I, I get around. <laughs> I'll be in London in a couple of weeks and uh, Scotland this summer and in May. Yes, I am invading Canada, um, and I was just in Brazil. So I do love to travel, and I love to share this stuff. So when the two go together, I'm a happy camper. Um, but years ago, my hypnosis students, who were typically also psychotherapists, they were looking up uh, coaching curriculums because it seems to be this new craze where everyone is looking for a coach. And they wanted to get my um, take on some of these curriculums, which would be the best ones. And to me, they all seem to be so superficial, so focused on the conscious mind, you know, um, make a list, make a coaching contract. And I thought, you know what, if people could make a list and then get done what they needed to get done, they wouldn't need a freaking therapist. You know what I mean? Like that, that doesn't <laughs> right. make any sense to me. Um, knowing what I know about how almost... Well, every single decision, as a matter of fact, is um, subject to unconscious biases, heuristics, prejudices, a filtering system that is operating constantly um, under the radar. 
you know, we think we make decisions in a rational way, and that is, it couldn't be further from the truth. And most people don't want to hear that. We like this narrative that we know what we're doing and why we're doing it. We don't like to be shown the evidence that we are all influenced all the time by our not just internal unconscious filters, but externally as well, that the colors on the walls are going to influence your mood and your behavior. You know, there's been research studies that blow most people's minds when they realize just how much we are being um, primed. So when I looked at those curriculum, and I I would say, this is ridiculous. And then I had the um, um, IACT, which is uh, International Association of Counselors and Therapists, asked me to develop a a, a coaching course that was more hypnotically oriented. So that's kind of how it, it came to be. And in this class, I do teach a lot about how to access the unconscious um, primes and shift them, as well as to begin to utilize what we know about the unconscious mind. You know, I always make jokes. Um, when my students come into my center, I always make sure to have, uh, you know, good coffee brewing and all sorts of teas, and I'm always encouraging everyone to get a nice warm cup of something so I can point out that because they're holding a warm cup of coffee or tea, that they would rate me as a warmer individual, that these metaphors are embodied, right? Mm -hmm. You say, oh, give me the cold shoulder, or that person is cold-hearted. And then we have, oh, you know, I'm warming up to this person, or I find this person to be a warm individual. These are are metaphors that, that hit various regions in the brain at the same time. When you start to understand that, you know, Um, It's unfortunate because the only people that didn't seem to be affected by, you know, in in these studies were people that really had a rough beginning. In other words, if when you were getting those early priming experiences that build the foundation for life um, and you didn't have warmth connected to safety, right? So... When you have a baby and you're holding the baby and the baby feels safe and warm against, you know, mom's chest or, you know, dad is is holding and and there's affection and safety, that starts to build this foundation. The only people that are not affected by the studies um, in embodied cognition about warmth and cold are people that did not have that early, early experience of warmth being safe, being positive. Mm -hmm. So I found that to be kind of sad, but very telling. Mm -hmm. So everything from the colors of the wall, you know, I like to point out that they did a study. um, Actually, there was a book called Drunk Tank Pink. (laughs) And it, (laughs) it was named after a study that they did where they found that if you take, like, violent drunks and you put them in a room with pink walls, that it acted like a sedative, better than a sedative, so that a lot of prisons and mental institutions have one room painted pink. Isn't that interesting? That there yeah, was I... one, here's another, um, there was this one um, train track, I think in Japan, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. You know, once you study memory enough, you start to <laughs> doubt everything you think you remember. 
because you understand how <laughs> how I'm recreating things all the time. Um, but I think it was in Japan where people kept jumping, uh, you know, uh, onto the train tracks. And what they did was they changed a light bulb to a blue light bulb. And uh, they went from, you know, a few hundred uh, a year to zero. Wow. So That's incredible. And, and it affected people that were blind. So it's kind of interesting and fascinating. And that's what keeps me in this game is that, that <laughs> curiosity. So knowing how we're being primed by, you know, the, the hardness of the chair that your client is sitting in, they will either, you know, be harder to change their mind or soften up a bit. I mean, these things are interesting. If you want people to take your intake form seriously, you put it on a heavy clipboard because Mm -hmm. it lends weight. And that (laughs) in the brain is hooked to that seriousness. So that's, you know, that's some embodied cognition, which is really a whole fascinating uh, topic and how we can begin to work with these unconscious primes to subtly shift the unconscious mind or not so subtly shift the unconscious Mm -hmm. mind. I make sure that not only when people come into my classes, you know, that that I've cleaned because they've done research where if you smell that lemony freshness, then not only are you going to clean up (laughs) after yourself, but in one study, it made people act more honestly. Cleanliness Uh is next to a what? (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? All these little things. And, and this is really fitting into the topic of hypnosis everywhere and how creating that awareness in people, how it affects them in a positive way and how others can use it in a manipulative way. Oh, please. If you don't think advertising executives know all about neuromarketing <laughs> and neurohacking, there was this yeah. one book I read years ago called The Naked Brain. And they were talking about, you know, how um, there's one cent used to make women pull out their credit cards and in a very different cent will make men buy. So when you, you, you can kind of start to notice this in these, um, <laughs> in these department stores. You know, Starbucks <laughs> won't let their, uh, you know, their servers wear perfume because they know that their certain smells are generating certain things. So... It's going on all around us. Don't get me started on the pharmaceutical industry's, you know, um, TV ads. Don't even <laughs> allow me to go there. But we're always. Yeah, no, no. It's not. Just I, I, if we go there, it could get dangerous, couldn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes, it could. <laughs> but it's also our internal representation. Yes. Right. So yes, it's yep. going on all around us, and there's certain things that will naturally. Um, hook into our unconscious biases and filtering systems and uh, play on different personality types and fears. I mean, we won't go into politics either. (laughs) (sighs) We're really behaving today, aren't we? (laughs) That's all I have to freaking say is I'm in America. So if you want to see just how messed up unconscious influences, (laughs) just come to my country. But anyway, we won't go there either. No. Um, and yes, I will also stay away from religion. So that's religion, <laughs> politics, and pharmaceutical industry. Now what can we do? Let's talk see about? how many toes we can step on today. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know what? We've got a whole other minute in this segment again. So you want to wrap up that topic and, and for us and maybe even just explain what priming is. Yeah, well, no, but I just priming is, is yeah. things that are going on um, outside of our conscious awareness that are influencing our thoughts, our behaviors, and our feelings, right? We can have uh, priming effects, as I said, from the color on the wall, the smell in the room, the hardness of the chair, the temperature. That will prime us towards yes. certain states. Ideas, beliefs even can be primed. Um, and then we can talk about, you know, our foundational, uh, internally organized primes, things that can prime us. The argument you had, you know, 20 minutes ago is carrying over to the situation today. Yes. So, um, you know, uh, later in the day and how um, our emotions are primed, our brain gets primed from early prehistoric, you know, yeah. primes, our evolutionary so- primes. That lead us in one direction or another. From this, from here, Melissa, we'll go to break again. And we'll come back on the other side. (laughs) Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here. I get a lot of questions about the best way to learn hypnosis. My advice after many years of being a hypnotist and training hypnotists is get your first training live. Get in class with a qualified trainer. Practicing in class gives you so much confidence and practicing is the key. I teach live hypnosis and advanced hypnosis training throughout the year and you can check my website at inessimpson.com and feel free to email me if you need recommendations. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. 
To reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back, and we know we've got your brain really humming there. So uh, I'm going to ask Melissa first before we get into it, because this is going to be our last segment with Melissa, is um, I first want to talk about, well, uh, her alcoholic program, all that kind of uh, addiction program, sorry, not alcoholic, but it's addiction program because every addiction is the same pretty much or the same reasons. Anyway, but besides that, I, I will want to say that there's lots of books available. Melissa's written lots and lots of books, and they're all <laughs> listed on our page. Melissa, you are lots and lots, but if you well, comparatively for you know, I mean, I've got a couple little things out, but you are very that articulateness goes on the page well. So uh, I really like you to just prime that up a little bit, and then maybe get into your addictions. Um, okay. Program. Thank you. Um, so, my fir- most of my books are are really for practitioners. You know, I have uh, my Integrative Hypnosis, which was my first book. It's, it's now probably about twelve years old now, and it's really a, a book that was um, kind of made from a recording of my Integrative Hypnosis uh, training. And so it's really readable in that, you know, p- people get a little uh, put off because it looks like such a big book. <laughs> but it's actually, you know, in a style where you feel like you're, you're sitting in the training. You know, it's very conversational. It, it's not a dry textbook. And um, I do have a little book that I give to every single client of mine, which is called the Anti-Anxiety Toolkit. And it's this little book that fits in your pocket with a bunch of different techniques. And um, you can go to YouTube, actually, and I have a, a video called Neuroplasticity. If you, if you go to YouTube and search up Melissa Tears Neuroplasticity, then I think it's about, it might be about 30 minutes, and I know that in this Twitter world that's a long-time commitment, but mm-hmm. it'll go over my uh, self-directed neuroplasticity frame with a bunch of really useful techniques and yeah. um, walk you through it. Okay, as well as Martin will things. find the link for that, and it'll be posted for them so they can do that Excellent. easy. Excellent, and this way people, you know, you don't have to buy anything, but you can still get the benefit of all these techniques. Um, then I wrote a book uh, called Keeping the Brain in Mind, uh, Practical Neuroscience for Coaches and Therapists with with a former uh, student of mine, Sean Carson. Um, And that's a a good one for practitioners once again. Uh, The latest one I wrote with Kelly Woods, who is really becoming one of my favorite people. I don't know if you know Kelly well, Ines, but she is just (laughs) one of the nicest people. I was just in Brazil with her. You know, mm-hmm. I was in Brazil, and um, in every conversation, in every situation, even when things were going wrong, and you know, we were in this place, and you know, they didn't have toilet paper or whatever. You know, she always just would look like a child and go, "What an adventure!" <laughs> yeah, and that's why she's so good with kids. You know, we had her on last yes. week about that. So we wrote she can a really book together, be like that. and it was so much fun. And that's integrative hypnosis for kids and teens. And I've had a lot of people that aren't even practitioners um, 
write to me and say how much they loved that book just for helping their kids, you know. So that's one that might be um, flexible in that if you're not a pr- practitioner, you might get something out of it. But truthfully, most of my books are written for therapists or coaches or people who want to learn to uh, work with others. Um, yeah. Great. Well, let's get into um, the next year addiction stuff. So that is what I'm bringing to Canada in May, and it's my addictions protocol, and and I think it's pretty kick-ass. You know, whoops, I don't know. Can you say that on the radio? Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Notice I haven't cursed. No, you've done very well, I have to say. (laughs) I hate to be so predictable when people are like, "Uh uh-oh, it's live radio. You better watch your mouth. Um, So my addictions protocol is, uh, once again, multi-layered. So the first, the first piece is arming uh, people with addictions with different ways to not only get rid of cravings like instantly, but the stressors and the emotions that tend to lead to those cravings. So that's the first layer is, you know, empowering. Um, here in the States, uh, most uh, treatment centers uh, for addicts are, are really kind of 12-step based which um, as a hypnotist, uh, I can't help but cringe at all the negative hypnosis going on, uh, just kind of written into those 12 steps. But uh, one of the things that is primary is, you know, you, you, you don't really have power. It's all about, you know, recognizing you're powerless and, you know, asking God to take away your defects and, you know, just the languaging there really got to me. Um, mm-hmm. As someone who has, you know, been addicted to drugs in, in my past and have, you know, certainly done more drugs than most people have ever even heard of, um, you know, I know uh, all too well what it's like to be uh, stuck in that system and, um, and, and not really have a way out except, you know, for me to do what I felt was best, which was not at all what they thought was best, and that was how I got free. So um, starting there, you know, knowing from both sides, knowing what it's like to be addicted to drugs as well as knowing what it's like to get free of it and then knowing what it's like to help others. So um, I started there, and I developed this uh, protocol that deals with the first layer, as I said, is, is about arming, is about empowering people to change their own brain. It's about understanding what's happening in the brain with these, you know, I mean, their habits, right? They, they might mm-hmm. just be very um, tenacious because mm-hmm. of, of the nature of the repetition as well as the, you know, the dopamine and a few things involved. Um, the next layer is really to neutralize some of those um, external and internal primes that we were talking about, right? What is it that triggers these things? And the next layer is possibly to do some memory reconsolidation, right? Because, you know, the, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty obvious that uh, most people that, you know, why does one person try this drug and walk away and the other person tries this drug and keeps going back, you know, what is lacking in the life, what is, you know, so, so there's different ways of healing old stuff, old, old trauma or crap and kind of 
searching for meaning, right? And it goes back to what we talked about. We, we are always in need of meaning. And so the next layer is about fostering that new narrative, giving a broader scope to the meaning of their life, fostering new connections. You know, there's a new book by um, Johan Ahari, and he wrote a great book on addictions called Chasing the Scream. His new book is called Lost Connections, the real, you know, cause of anxiety and depression. And he really talks about how in this society we've really lost our connections um, to people and to a community and to something larger than us. You know, in a, in a world that, that is so um, interconnected via social media, how sometimes that plays into the very loneliness even more so. And mm-hmm. so there's, there's a, a layer of that as well in, um, in my addictions protocol. So there's a few layers, and there's a lot of different techniques dealing with, you know, the kind of the unconscious part of them and what it gets, what, what that drug or that drink does for them and making sure that we can provide something better. You know, I never take away something that is serving a damn good purpose for my client unless I have something better to put in its place. And so it's really about, you know, being flexible for this person in front of you and understanding that although people talk about, you know, kind of um, helping addicts, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I think everyone's I an addict in some addicts. way. I know people mm-hmm. and people that have, you know, um, gotten into these loops. We can call them addictions. We can call them tenacious habits. But every individual does it a little differently. And so my protocol, as all my protocols for just about everything, is really flexible and client-centered so that, you know, I don't make the client fit into a structure. I have, you know, enough tools and techniques where I can allow the client to lead me, right? What do they need? What's missing in their life? What connection can we help to foster? What part of their brain is not is dysregulated? You know, the other aspect of what I do is is I am strategic in you know um, in the neuroplasticity in in how we can decouple certain stimulus response and foster new connections in the brain, as well as understanding that at certain points some people just become dysregulated. And they stop the connection, the, the, the top-down connection in their brain. And to know how to hold space for a client to kind of reconnect to that. So there's all different ways. But um, I don't know. That's kind of it in a nutshell, I think. Or that was a big uh, nutshell. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a big nutshell. But it's true, you know, uh, when, when clients come in, they if they have uh, what society considers, you know, not so cool, uh, they seem to think it's a different addiction than someone who has an everyday addiction that, you know, we might be addicted to food, we might be addicted to anything, but anything that's socially acceptable is not as bad as that. And to me, they're all the same, right? They're all the same. I never judge a client walking in for what their addiction is because I know I've got my own. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's just it. You know, we, we, we stigmatize certain things and not others. And then we that just adds certain layers of shame, guilt. Yes. It's just unnecessary. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think you don't have to have been an addict to work with addictions, just like you don't have to have suffered no. from, you know, cancer to work 
and help people through, you know, uh, the chemotherapy symptoms and, and things like that. But I do think that understanding that these are all habituated patterns and we all have something like that. I have to thank you for being here, Melissa. It's been great. It's been too short. And I hope I get to see you before <laughs> November in nice the UK. To you, Inez. <laughs> so anyway, UK for sure, but hopefully somewhere else along the line. All right, yep. love. Thank you so much for being here. And sure. um, everyone can Okay, and we'll see you soon or hear you soon or something. <laughs> Bye, Melissa. And off to break. We can go, I guess. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here. I get a lot of questions about the best way to learn hypnosis. My advice after many years of being a hypnotist and training hypnotists is get your first training live. Get in class with a qualified trainer. Practicing in class gives you so much confidence and practicing is the key. I teach live hypnosis and advanced hypnosis training throughout the year and you can check my website at inezsimpson.com and feel free to email me if you need recommendations. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to our last segment of Hypnosis Everywhere. And this is where we give you tools and tie it all together. 
But, you know, isn't it interesting? That was such a great show. And Melissa and I are very, very different in how we work. But we both come from the same way of working with client-centered. And we always do anything that client is needed, not not from our point of view. And from my point of view, that's where most people should be working. I I don't have to tell you what I believe. It's not about not about me. It's always about the client. And same with her. And, you know, that's why she's so popular because of her articulateness, her study, her she can present it so well to people where they understand it. And I love that in her. What yeah. about you, Martin? I don't know. Was she good? I wasn't listening. <laughs> I was a TV show. Was oh, a TV. you are such a brat. I like how she uh, says the same things that you're saying. So she, the, 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 the hypnosis is everywhere. It's about empowering the client mm-hmm. and about the marvelous uh, mind world that you guys, you hypnotists yeah. live in. She has much nicer names for everything than I do. Big words. I wrote some of them down. Did you? Good. Yeah, I need I got, them. I got the spelling wrong. Oh, probably. But they're, it, that's what I'm talking about. Her. That's why I love going to her presentations. I love going to all the You know, and... She goes to a lot of presentations. You know, there's a, something about uh, many presenters, once they get to a place where they're always teaching and presenting, will, will no longer go to others and learn. We can learn from each other. I learn something from Melissa all the time, and she probably does from all the ones that she goes to. And I want everyone, especially practitioners out there, to understand that it's always good to keep learning. And I'm surprised she kept her language so good because, you know, Russell, <laughs> Russell, Russell Brand's oh, on next week. And- <laughs> no, I wish. I wish. Yeah, they, uh, that's the other thing. There's a, Russell Brand has now got a video out and he wrote a book on recovery, right? <laughs> and um, he doesn't watch his mouth as much as Melissa did this time. And it's kind of interesting. He takes them through. the. He has 12 things that they have to do too, but it's definitely different in the 12-step program. But we as hypnotists help our clients that way just about every time. Uh, mostly the thing that you caught on to what he says, don't try and do it by yourself. Yes, don't do it by yourself. Find a mentor, said. find a coach. Yeah, find someone who needs to do it with you. But also I like the, Melissa talking about um, personal power, if you will, of, of she's talking about addictions and you know she's saying how the 12-step programs tend to say in our opinion and yes. we have heard that they say yes that uh, you have no power and it's, it, well it's not that they don't they say you have no power it's just that they they say it without saying it and we were talking <laughs> about um uh, medical in the last two or three shows yeah. we we're talking about the medical community and you've been talking about tips and training for even for hypnotists when you like you had a client, a hypnotist client, who said, well, yes, I have this, I, I really need a session because I'm not feeling great, but I need to go to the doctor first to get a diagnosis before I'll come for a session. <laughs> and that made me laugh. Yes. I what? thought, well, see, it shows you we are all, no matter how much we know about the mind and hypnosis, we still need that. Now, the diagnosis, we can start working before we ever have the diagnosis. The diagnosis is a label priming. that they're putting, and it's a priming, yes, so much. But... So I say, well, let's do some work before, and then when you go, we'll see where it takes you, right? Also, there's a study just coming out on healthcare, and it's that's a known fact. When you go to the doctor and they tell you to take the pills for your heart or for your whatever it is, they know most of you are not going to do it. Because we don't live in the era of the 1950s anymore where we, okay, the doctor tells us that's what we do. We live in an authoritarian world. We don't do that anymore. We live in the internet world. We go, I'm not going to do that. Well, because I heard on the internet if I ate grass outside with acorns it's going to do the same thing or whatever <laughs> so the medical community knows that the way that they have to change is to get the patient on board with the healing the patient has to be part of the healing process you're I, getting me back on my soapbox well that's the idea because 
You like soapboxes. Soap well, I like soapboxes, but I, you know, this is, a, I'm always going on. If you, I want people to take responsibility, become part of the health team, part of being responsible for helping maintain their health and continue to improve their health, even if there's no sickness. Mm-hmm. So uh, understand that uh, proactive work is much better than after the fact. And the, the, the like you say, get on the team, get on your own team as, as the patient. Mm-hmm. And the healthcare community knows if that's not, if they if they can't get you on the team, it's, it's really not going to work that well. Just as we talked no. to uh, Seth Deborah. Right. Gather, yeah, her. Seth Deborah. Seth Deborah. Yeah, her. Yes. <laughs> about yeah, using self-hypnosis yeah. pre-surgery, um, um, and the surgery became very minor because the body did its own healing. Yes. It was just like, you know, I, the story about the cut, and it's not the Band-Aid you put on the cut that heals it. It's the body's healing it, the body, mind, spirit, whichever way you look at it, but that whole entity that we live in here. And, and it really does run the show. So why are we only putting our eggs in one basket? Mm-hmm. And again, on Melissa, Melissa, it was Melissa this week, was it Melissa? <laughs> Talking about uh, the narrative, of yes. course, and, the, and we live, we create our own narratives yes. and it runs through our head the whole All time. The we're talking about language mm-hmm. and even, and again, talking to kids, things we don't really think about when you say with the kids, apart from, of course, be careful when you're talking to your buddies and the kids are in the room, you go, all oh, those asshole kids, you know, they're always playing games or whatever. That They hear that. Yes. But even a simple thing like when, uh, let's say you have a daughter and she's, you know, you see her in the playground or and she's starting to, you know, organize or take some kind of leadership control, we tend to say, oh, don't be so bossy to the girl because... Girls shouldn't take leadership. I mean, that's what we're implying. It's the implication. And so, uh, yeah, so you need to explain that, uh, you know, it's great that you're taking leadership. Mm -hmm. And? But don't hit them with a stick all the time. (laughs) Don't beat them to get them to do what you want. Or even even a simple thing. It's, we we don't think. And, and, uh, you know, we're human beings. We're busy, especially parents are very, very busy. And so a kid comes and they've been working hard for a test or they're studying hard or doing a lot of work. Or a painting, and you go, and they show it. What do you think? And you go, oh well, you're smart. That's great. So that just by just saying, oh, you're smart, it 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 tends to tell the kid the work was worthless because it was you just do it. Yeah, you're just so all that work you yeah, did. Yeah, all that work you did. You're you know. But it's funny because we think we're being positive at that time. Mm-hmm. So sometimes even our positives have a negative negative implication, and that's just an awareness again that we need to get. Yeah, where is the narrative running in your head? It sure takes a lot of work being this person that you try to do the hypnosis. And notice I said try because we don't always succeed uh, doing, because that's all hypnotic, you know, every hypnosis, every day, everywhere. And I did like that she brings up about, well, she didn't, but she hinted at that commercials, politics, religion, (laughs) know hypnosis very, very well, Mm -hmm. the manipulation of the mind. And uh, we have one minute left, so let's wrap up and... uh, Say, who's coming next week? Russell Brand. Oh, I wish. I, that would be fun. Mr. Jason, master marketer Lynette. Jason Lynette is on next week, and you can Google him, and he's everywhere also, just for like hypnosis. And he'll be here next week doing various topics. But we're hoping to get him a little bit of marketing information as well as the hypnotic Stories. Yeah, Jason Lynn, I think if you're in the hypnosis world, you know Jason Lynn. Yeah. I mean, he's done every course and teaches every course, I think. But he is <laughs> he's an amazing marketer. So if you're a hypnotist, listen in. We'll, 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 we'll see if we can direct it some, that way a little way. Yeah, get but some hints and tips. Also, we're going to, for the regular people, get, we're going to be lots of info for you, too, again on this one. 
Thank you so much for being with us. And Martin, thank you so much for nearly behaving most of the time. And I'm thanking Melissa Tears again for all that great work. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. again for listening.